I'm Trent Norris, fund manager at Sterling Capital. And this is Michelle Nipko. I'm the podcast host, and welcome to the One Trade Podcast. Hi, Trent. Hi, everyone. Well, that was an interesting week, right? They say the markets are always right, but in my mind, they don't always make a lot of sense. With inflation and roaring, an interest rate hike that we just had, so capital is going to be more expensive, and then continuing war in Ukraine, and the market was up this week across all indices, that just seems so counterintuitive to me, Trent. What are your thoughts? Do you think this had to do with the Fed? Oh, hey, Michelle. So the Fed raised a quarter point which was clearly priced into the markets. And what I thought was notable is our boy Bullard was the lone dissenter at the Fed's meeting. I love this guy. He was in favor of a 50 basis points hike and has called for the Fed to raise rates above 3% this year. Bullard knows full well what a joke a 25 point basis hike is with the CPI at 7.9%. It is completely laughable if it were not for the truth that the underlying markets and the economy are so weak that they really can't handle more at this time. You agreed. And with unemployment so low at 3.8%, and, you know, it's difficult to find labor in many sectors, it makes sense. And with inflation so high, they could have been more aggressive. But I tell you what, I wouldn't want their jobs. It's a tough job. Yeah, me neither. You know, also Neil Kashkari, the president of the Minneapolis Fed, who has been very resistant to raising rates, admitted that he has been wrong about inflation and is now on board with the Fed raising an additional six more times after this recent rate hike. And I've seen Kashkari on Twitter multiple times last year get into arguments with sound money advocates on his loose Fed policy idealism. And the gold and Bitcoin people said he would be wrong. And you want to know something? They were right. They were right. You know, Twitter, the source of all great debates these days, Trent. (laughs) But you know what? I have to say it does provide a great source of record, which is interesting to look back on. Right. Right. And you can see what people said. Uh, Right. They can't say, oh, no, I didn't say that. Like, hey, look, on this day, here you go. Here it is. So I kind of kind of love it. Right. Now that we have a guy like Kashkari doing his best Paul Volcker impersonation, it is full on highway to the danger zone in these markets if the Fed follows through. So why all the hawkish talk on Friday? Could it be that the Fed saw that the markets took the first rate hike well on Thursday and Friday? This is what I think. I mean, it's exactly what we've been saying over the past few weeks about how the Fed will continue to up their tough talk if the stock market shows resilience. Yep. Really good point, Trent. Yeah. It it gives me further confidence in my thesis that the stock market is in for more difficulty. Either the markets roll over with less and less accommodation from the Fed, or they show a bit more strength and the Fed piles on with more tightening. I can only see the Fed backing off in a full-blown recession. I agree with you on that, Trent. I do think we will continue to see a downward trend sprinkled with head fakes like we saw this last week. Right. And a note on the Fed is once they set their policy, they typically stay the course until something breaks. 
you know, think about Powell having to pivot to dovish back when the stock market crashed in December 2018. And I wouldn't count on a soft landing this time around. And Michelle, I've been asking you weekly what you've been hearing on the markets and if investors are freaking out with the poor start to the year. And we've both kind of agreed that there has been a lot of complacency in the last few months of this decline. Longer term bottoms are typically, I mean, almost always formed when everyone becomes a bear and gives up on making money on the long side. When the general consensus is all hope is lost, that is when it's a good time to start accumulating for the long term. Yes. You know, thinking that keeping money in the market long has worked for investors for so long, they think it'll continue to work. If it's not broken, why fix it? But I would argue that underlying fundamentals have changed with historic inflation, and I don't see that decreasing anytime soon. If I were to ask you listeners out there when prices are going to stop increasing, what would your answer be? right? Continuing inflation means continued higher prices. The gas pump is such a great example because we see those prices displayed in bright lights on street corners every day, right? But like right now in Las Vegas, it's it's $5. What is the max going to be? Is it going to be $6, $7, $8? When is it going to stop? I'm not sure. But thinking that as we see these prices continue to rise, people will notice something is broken. Trend. That's where we're going to see, we're, we're going to get people's attention. Um, it's similar to the analogy of the frog in the boiling water, right? Where he's hanging out and doesn't realize there's a problem till it's boiling. Yep. Uh, so, and I'm sure when that, when that water was just kind of nice and warm, it felt like a nice hot bath till it boiled. So I feel like that's kind of where we are right now. <laughs> so anyway, Trent, with all that, uh, what is your trade of the week? All right, Michelle. Well, the trade of the week is URA. So URA is the Global X Uranium ETF. And I wanted to make this the trade of the week because the spot price of uranium continues to rise. And URA is one of the best ways I have found for doing call options on uranium. So on February 28th, for our one trade, we did the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. And this is the best way to get exposure to physical uranium. Having the ability to use call options in the uranium trade will give us another tool and an edge in this bull market. So URA seems to have the best call options chain, and that is exactly what I've been personally using in my fund. So, and with call options, you never want to FOMO into them, right? You want to pick your spot. And also there's nothing wrong with just outright buying the ETF as well. Okay, great. And uh, Trent, what is the price on that right now? Uh, it's twenty five sixty five. And it just seems like uh, out in this Twitter sphere and everywhere uh, I'm looking, uranium is just hot right now. You know, it's, it's something that feels like over time it's been kind of quiet. Uh, but with everything that's happening in the Ukraine right now and just the, uh, the people realizing it's a clean energy with nuclear energy, there's just this, a shift. In right. the paradigm. So, uh, right. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of buzz around uranium. And so I think it's just another tool for us, uh, to, to get exposure to it. Cool. I like it. All right, Trent. I like the trade of the week and, um, looking forward to another interesting week on the markets. All right. Have a good one. All right, everyone stay free.
and that's the podcast. If you like the podcast and would like to hear more each week, don't forget to subscribe. And of course, we'd always appreciate a review. If you'd like to contact us to learn more about Sterling Capital or just to say hi, you can email us at onetradepodcast at gmail.com. Let's have a great trading week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. And now for the required risk disclosure. The material in this podcast is presented solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any securities or any related financial instruments, nor should any of its content be taken as investment advice. One Trade Podcast accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss or damage of any kind arising out of all or any part of this material. We recommend you consult with a licensed and qualified professional before making any investment decision.